0: War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot. Number 231. We're doing this live. It's Monday night, December 13th. It is 43 degrees outside. 10.08 at night, central time as I record this or as I live stream this. It's been a uh, pretty eventful Last few weeks, haven't really done one of these since September or so. Not really sure why, but that doesn't matter. Um, But a lot of stuff has happened in the last, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks since the Iron Bowl. This should be streaming right now on Twitch, twitch.tv slash warbloggle, youtube.com slash warbloggle, facebook.com slash warbloggle. And I thought I had it working on Twitter. Since Periscope died, it has made this very hard to get this to tweet straight out to Twitter and have like Twitter Live or whatever it used to be called. I see random people still able to to make it go to Twitter, but for whatever my setup does not do it, for whatever reason. Um, all right, we have 17 whopping people watching right now. Just let me know if you're in the chat. We already have a few questions, but if you're in the chat, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, I guess is all we have right now. Um, is am I coming through? Am I coming in? I feel like I might be able to, might need to be a little bit louder, but is everything coming through? 24 people now. Obviously, uh, let's see, I think I can be louder. Loud clear, Derek Baker says. All right. Okay, there we go. Donna Rogers. We got a lady in here. All right. Uh, so, I'm going to give a one minute or a 30-second recap of, of just what's happened in the last... When was the Iron Bowl? The 24th, 5th, somewhere in there. Um, hey, James is in the chat. Anyway... Uh, so Auburn lost the iron ball. Bo Nix was hurt. The tank ran for 62 yards on like 29 carries. Jarquez didn't do much either. Auburn couldn't run the ball. T.J. Finley played good enough. And then around halftime got hurt, broke his ankle. Hurt his ankle, not broke it. Saw him at Buffalo Wild Wings the other night. He was not limping, by the way. And he pretty much could only hand off at that point. And Auburn... Defense was tasked with just not giving up 10 points, um, which they did. We all know they did, um, took four overtimes for now what is perceived to be the best team in college football, uh, before it was Georgia and Georgia whooped up on the East. And I want to say their best win was probably Arkansas or us. Uh, and then they got to Alabama who, you know, is, is Alabama, um, and got destroyed. And so that means that now Alabama is the greatest thing of all time. They won like almost all the individual awards. Um, and the laziest Heisman voting ever, uh, Bryce young won, whether he deserved it or not, he was given it before the season started having played pretty much no foot college football. And all he had to do was not mess it up. And he didn't mess it up enough, basically. Um, Put 100 quarterbacks – now, their offensive line wasn't as good as normal this year, but put 100 quarterbacks behind a line that will give you time enough to throw to a wide-open NFL wide receiver. Um, And, you know, they're all going to look a lot like Bryce Young. He can't run. Um, He just throws long passes to wide-open receivers, just like Tua, just whatever. Okay, anyway, we're not talking about this right now. Uh, But Alabama won every – individual award because they beat georgia before that it was kind of like alabama's not that great you watch the iron bowl everybody thinking the same thing georgia's going to kill alabama then alabama kills georgia um they're both in the playoff we'll see what happens if they play again they probably will in the national championship and i'll watch something else um but during all of that harson fired bobo uh bobo's son is now going to georgia Shocker. Auburn High School graduate not going to Auburn. Um and Auburn is is looking for an offensive coordinator still. There's been names thrown about. Kenny Dilling Kenny Dillingham that was here for one year, went to Florida State. A uh, young guy that's bouncy and likes to recruit and people like him apparently, but apparent but word is he may be going to Oregon. Um who else? Um Austin Davis seems to be the hot name right now. He played quarterback at Southern Miss, and he's currently the quarterback's coach at Seattle. Damian Craig was mentioned. I don't think he's an option. Uh, Zach Hill from Arizona State seemed to be the guy, um, but there was apparently some possible COVID recruiting violations, a.k.a. they were just out when they weren't supposed to be because of COVID, and Auburn didn't. Auburn is very compliant, as we we saw with Bruce Pearl. I'll get to that later. Um, and Auburn's compliance guy basically said we're not going to touch him, even if it's not that big of a deal, because, you know, in a year from now, Auburn could be in trouble because of what happened at Arizona State. Um, so Zach Hill went away. Uh, there was another Zach. What was his name? The guy from uh, Western Kentucky. He went to Texas Tech, which is where – his family was from or something like that. He was kind of a weird one. He played basketball at like Abilene Christian and then decided he wanted to coach football and like moved up really fast in some rank in the ranks. And now is the OC at Texas tech. Uh, So that's coaching stuff. We don't, Auburn still doesn't have offense coordinator. A lot of things have happened in the last day and kind of made people forget that. Uh, But Auburn doesn't have an offense coordinator Everybody thinks it's going to be Austin Davis. It seems like Harson is just vetting and, you know, doing everything he can to make sure that's the right decision. Recruiting doesn't seem to be going terrible. Obviously, the early signing days in two days, Auburn picked up a few recruits, which we'll talk about in a little bit today, or picked up a few commitments. And um, so it's like, it's kind of, you know, what do you – how do you get – people to come here if they don't know who's going to coach them obviously they're telling them something i don't know i mean well i say that the two commitments they got today were defense but who you know is harson telling people he's going to call the plays that's been a thing that's kind of been out there that he was going to call the plays and didn't really matter who the offense coordinator was and if it's somebody like austin davis who's just a quarterback's coach yes for the seahawks he may be one that you know he comes here Auburn uh harson calls the plays for now, and then Davis maybe takes it over in a year or two um I don't know um but coaching wise that's that's where we are it's we still don't have offense coordinator I still think some other coaches might be let go after uh signing day on Wednesday I know that that sucks and that's how it is but you you know you hold hold them around to get through signing day and then you go okay well thanks for that help but the offensive line was terrible this year so you're gone i'm not saying will friend is going to be one of them but we'll see um so that's i keep saying this that's the coaching stuff obviously all the other stuff is has has festered and bubbled up the last few days. So I want to say two weeks ago, there was a rumor that Bo was looking at transferring. Then a day or two later, it was like, no, he's not. Um, And everybody's like, whoa, we, yeah, we, we cussed him out and booed him and, and loved to watch the backup come in because that's what Auburn fans do. And then it sounded like he was going to leave, and then everybody was sad or everybody was like, oh, no, we're not going to have a quarterback. We're going to be terrible next year. Okay, so that went away. Supposedly, that was just he told the coaches he was coming back. Well, it popped up again yesterday, and there were some recruiting sites that were like, "I never said he wasn't going." Um, so, anyway, he posted a video to Instagram last night, wearing a black Nike hoodie, uh, saying he had done everything he he given everything he had to Auburn. Uh, and he's a graduate transfer now so he can go play one more year anywhere he wants basically Um, and you know as much as everybody wants to hate on him yeah he could go pretty much anywhere 95 percent of the d1 teams would take him as a quarterback Um, now people who are scared of Alabama and tired of watching Alabama win um, think he's awful but uh, if you look at, at him as a quarterback, put him behind a decent line, watch what he did this year, the LSU game, uh, Arkansas game. I mean, everybody in the in their right mind says Auburn beats Alabama if Bo Nix is playing. Um, so um, Bo is gone. I don't know what to think about it or what to say about it. I don't like when players leave Auburn because I'm an Auburn fan. There's a lot of people that that love to just become supportive and say, wish you the best. And I'm not always that way, like right off off the bat. Um, You know, there's certain situations, like Sean Shivers. I didn't want to see him go, but I completely understand it with him because he's a, a senior. He may be a graduate transfer now. I can't remember if he graduated or not. I feel like, yeah, he did. He did. So he'd be a graduate transfer. He'll have one more year. He's going to Indiana. Indiana is no threat to Auburn. If we play him, it'll be in a bowl game. That probably wouldn't matter. He played on third downs this year. Came in as a pass blocker or to run out in the flat and, and get it thrown to him. It was... he His production, his playing time went down as the season went on. And, you know, Bobo's not here anymore, but... So that's kind of something to be like. Well, okay, don't you kind of want to wait and see what the next offense coordinator does? Uh, but maybe that's you know they're telling Harson or Harson's telling everybody he's calling the plays or he's running it this coming season, which makes a lot of sense. Again, going back to recruiting, how do you recruit people if you don't have an offense coordinator for like three weeks? Uh, at least you tell them that the that you're going to technically be the offense coordinator. Uh, but anyway, Sean Shivers, I get it. He didn't play a ton. I'm not sitting here going, who deserves it and all that kind of stuff. He just didn't play so he wasn't going to play, and it was his last year. Uh, And he can go to Indiana and probably be, at worst, their number two back and be pretty decent. And, you know, he's one of those guys that he's been good. He's got one of the best plays in Auburn history, in Iron Bowl history, running over what's his name. Um, And he scored touchdowns and all that. But, you know, with Tank and Jarquez, he's – it's hard for him to get on the field, and he can go somewhere and do that out Do you know? Do what he wants to do. Uh, with Bo, he's a three-year starter, and he could he would start every game next year. Um, and I don't know what to. Again, I don't know what to say. I, I'm. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, I'm not saying that in a sad way. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm bummed he's leaving, but I think I'm really leaning more towards mad, and I don't know. If it's right to say I'm mad at him, or mad at the reasons he left, or mad at fans that may have pushed him that way, I don't. I don't think Bo Nix left because he couldn't handle fans getting mad at him, and if he did, then that's another. Just, that's another thing, but that'll never really come out. I kind of the only way. The only way I. I, I like that he left, if it is if he's being petty and all the terrible fans that, that always call for the backup quarterback and boo the starting quarterback um, because, what, he threw a ball over, over a guy's head one time. Um, those, like, I'd I'd be fine if he left just to make those people mad. Like, if he wanted to be petty and be like, okay, fine, you'll see what, see what it's like without me. Now, I'm not saying that. I don't want Auburn to suck next year just to prove a point, but – Auburn fans are notoriously awful to the starting quarterback. Jason Campbell was booed. Brandon Cox was booed. Um, You know, Auburn loves – Auburn fans love recruiting the backup quarterback. What's next? What's coming up next? I mean, they they love it. And it makes them seemingly hate what we have almost every time. Now, there's weird cases like Tank – uh, where he can do no wrong, and I'm not going to get a ton into that, but it's like they latch on to certain players. And I'm not saying all Auburn fans. I'm just talking about the ones that are stupid. Uh, they latch on to certain Auburn fans, certain um, players, and they can do no wrong. And then you've got, of course, the starting quarterback, who for various reasons that I really don't want to get into right now because – I don't. I might run for office one day. Um, just they can do nothing right. It's our quarterback is awful. He's arrogant. He's soft. He doesn't care. Look, he's yelling at his teammates. Like you don't have a clue how sports works if you don't like Bo Nix. That I guess that's a good way to say it. You don't have a clue if you don't like Bo Nix as an Auburn fan. I mean, it's he has done everything. I mean, he his dad played at Auburn. We know this story. His dad played at Auburn. He's a kid wanted to play at Auburn. He gets to play for Auburn, and he does. You know, he wins his first game ever in college football against Oregon in Jerry World. And does that give him a free pass forever? No, but he also went and won at Texas A and M that year. And at some point, you got to kind of be like. Dang, he he's done a lot of good for us. But then he like what? Goes to Texas A&M this year and we don't score a touchdown and he fumbles and it's just like Bo lost us the game. I get that. I I want him I want the reason for him for that he left was to be petty and say suck it. That's that's really what I want him that's that's what I want the reason I want him to leave. I, or that was the reason he left. I it's not anything, I mean, he's not too soft and can't take it anymore. I guarantee you that's, that's not it. I just think, you know, I keep going back to this in my brain. Jake Bentley from Opelika, or he played at Opelika a year or two. We, he graduated from Opelika. He went to South Carolina, played, kind of played. He kept getting hurt, but played for three, three years, graduated, and then it was his senior year, and obviously it was South Carolina, so it wasn't like like the great, you know, it's not like he's sitting there and, and playing at Auburn or something like that. Um, but he was like, all right, this is my senior year, South Carolina's whatever. I'm going to go play in Utah and just play a bunch of PAC 12 teams, go see all those stadiums. Cause I never get to do it. And he did, he didn't play, but that was his plan to go out there and, and just do that. It was his last year and he's 21, 22 years old. And it's kind of like, Hey, I can go have a free ride and play a bunch of other teams and and live other things because South Carolina is just like whatever. Um, so, I kind of see that as Bo's reasoning. Uh, now, again, Jake Bentley got a COVID year and came and finished at South Alabama this year, but I, I feel like that's what, um, that's what he's he's doing here. I, I mean. The only strange thing about that is that he did just get engaged and his girlfriend is a cheerleader at Auburn. I don't know if she's a senior. I don't get in. I'm not that deep into their personal life. But, you know, I have a feeling he's going to go somewhere that's like a semi-big name or, you know, could be a big name, like Oregon. I kind of – I don't know why. I just feel like he, Oregon is a stop. Cincinnati, Nebraska, um Hey, he could go to Indiana. Their quarterback entered the portal. I don't know, uh, but I don't. It's he didn't leave for a soft reason. I don't believe that at all. Um, I'm choosing to believe he's he left just to stick it to the awful fans. Even though I know that's not what it is, um, but that's why I'm choo- that's what I'm choosing to believe. Uh, so then, minutes after Bo Nix announced he's leaving. Uh, a recruiting site says he, ex- one of the recruiting writers says he expects Tank to enter as well. Um, so then the world really blows up. The Auburn Twitter sphere really, really, really blows up. Because remember, Bo is awful and Tank can do no wrong, um, as they say. So then everybody just, you know, just died at that moment. Uh, but then everybody went to sleep. Then we woke up, and then it kind of turned. And I started seeing uh, Tank may not be leaving. I got a few texts. It was like, well, he's supposed to be me- meeting with the coaches today. Well, he met with the coaches with Harson and Cadillac at least, and they changed his mind. What I what I think happened with with Tank um, is he saw Sean Shivers. I noticed he posted on his story on his Instagram story or something. When Sean show, uh, had a picture in his Indiana uniform, he kept he was saying something about it, said it looked good, and he just kind of was like, yeah, I didn't like things this year. I could go jump and play at any school right now, anywhere, like a free ride anywhere. I've, I've done Auburn. I can go see – I can go play at Ohio State, USC, Georgia, if, uh, if he even wanted to. Um, and that is the problem with the portal. I'm going to get off on a tangent right here. The portal is absolutely teaching laziness. It's teaching non-commitment. It is teaching uh, microwave society. It is it is creating even a worse micro, microwave society. At some point, we got to this we got to this thing where it was like, you know, we know what happened when it happened, but it was oppressive to keep students at a place they didn't want to be. Number one, nobody's making them play football, okay? Uh, they, they don't have to stay anywhere. They can go to another school, They or in the other in the old system, they could go to another school. They just couldn't play football that next year. But then it turned into, that's mean. We shouldn't be able to hold them back. You're not holding them back. You're just not letting them play football for reasons. They don't make rules for no reason. College football does not make rules for no reason. The reason you don't let people jump ship is cuz there's no stability. There's there's no reason not to is basically what it is. There's no reason now to just not jump to a different school because you didn't like something. And what does that do with coaching? It means you can't coach hard because you're scared that they're going to leave at the drop of a hat. So you coach weaker, you coach nicer, you treat an 18-year-old like a 40-year-old that you that you want their respect, and it just change. It completely changes how teams work, because the players have the power, and they shouldn't. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. The coaches are in power. They are on in charge on top. They are there to run the team, and if you let a player run the team, you won't have a team. So when you let an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, you open this little window for them to look over there and go, wow, the grass is greener over there. I didn't like that I wasn't in the game on third down and two. I'm going to go over there because that guy will – They look at that. Oh, they got pretty girls. Oh, look at those helmets. Yeah, I'm going to go over there. Forget this. Forget all this stuff I just did for the last two years. I'm going to go over there and, and have all and have fun. Look at that place over there as a great philosopher once said the grass may be greener but their water bill is higher so i mean we know this we know this rule as as grown adults that most of us on here are listening not a, none of you are grown but some of you are a little bit older the grass is not always greener on the other side and the portal allows 19 year olds to make rash decisions it it allows them to just to basically tell coaches, no, you're not going to tell me what to do because I'm going to go over there and I can do it right now. Whereas the old system was, okay, you really need to think about this because you're not going to play football for a whole year, so you better be really serious about this. You better be really sure you want to do this. Now, they still even, like, it got so dumb, like, if y'all remember Joey Gatewood, Kentucky appealed to let him play the next year after he transferred from here before this was the rule, before the transfer portal, and they still let him. This, this, it's, I promise you, it's going to be a problem in the future for these people. They are not able to handle, no, the word no. We already know that. We know that. Look on Twitter. I've said it many times. My answer to pretty much almost anything on Twitter is tell your kids no. Because we have just created this, this, uh, and I'm not old man on my lawn right now, but we've created this attitude that nobody can tell you anything. Nobody can stop you from doing anything, and nobody can tell you anything. No, I'm not saying don't go for your dreams Or don't listen to a a naysayer or anything like that. But if you're on a football team and you don't like what the coach tells you and that's enough for you to just jump ship and forget everything that's happened for the last few years or whatever, the money spent on you, the time spent on you, your time, your parents' time, your whoever's time, their money, their commitment, all that, and just go, I'm gone. Okay, so what happens when you're 38, and you get mad at your wife, or your or your kid, or your boss, you're just going to jump immediately? Because that's what you were taught in college. You were taught that you don't like something? Go. Oh, free ride. Here we go. I mean, I know I sound like an old person here, but, I mean, there is... And I'm not saying I, I wouldn't have done it when I was 20. I mean, I, I, if I was given the option, I'm a dumb 19, 20-year-old, I probably would have been like, you know, Coach, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go where they like me. See, because that's what happens again. You, It's a, it's a recruiting thing mid, uh, mid-career. Like, we all know recruiting is all about being nice and saying you're going to get all the great things over here. But then you can actually really use it. If Tank is unhappy at Auburn, which apparently he has been multiple times, um, then a Georgia coach can be like, well, look, I know he's mean to you, but we don't do that over here. So it's like you're getting like real-time recruiting with real examples. Whereas before, it's because, you know, you negative recruit. You tell them, oh, they're not going to be nice to you. Well, now he's got real tangible proof and tangible life experience. So I know, and the people that have problems with me saying this are, are younger people that, that don't understand this yet, but the portal is going to create life problems for these people. It is absolutely just the inability to tell somebody no. Or thinking that telling somebody no is mean or oppressive or going to hurt their feelings or how dare you tell that person what they can do. There are rules for a reason. Just the, the at minimum, the rule, the reason for the transfer, old transfer rule of having to sit out a year was just to slow down the process of jumping ship all the time because Jumping ship at the drop of a hat, or at the first thing you don't like, is creates problems. Creates problems for schools. Creates problems for you, and creates problems for the future. And Sawyer now says it best, as I say all the time: "Haters gonna hate" is the worst saying that we could have ever created. Now it has a it has a point. Yes, haters are going to hate. All the people on Twitter that don't understand that I'm making fun of you for being stupid, haters are going to hate because they're just going to hate. But sometimes the haters are right. Like, it's okay for you to be wrong. So A lot of times you are wrong. If you assume you're wrong more than you're right, you're going to be better off. I promise you. So hater's gonna hate it it can be right but that mentality that just because some you know you say this whatever this is you say x somebody disagrees with you hater's gonna hate well maybe what you're saying is wrong have some you know it, that's just again inability to tell somebody no has gone away the ability to tell somebody no has gone away because you can't tell me nothing Haters are going to hate. So, the portal is going to kill college football. And I don't mean just because I'm mad that Bo Nix... I'm not saying that because Bo Nix used the portal. Like, do I think Bo Nix would have transferred under the old rules? No, not at all. Because he's three years in, already graduated, and... Only has one more year. So he's not going to sit another year to play a year. So, yes, Bo transfer transferred because of the portal. Tank Bigsby was going to transfer. Did I say he's, he hasn't transferred? Not going to transfer yet? Yes. So I got into all this. And Tank is not transferring anymore. But he wanted to. He wanted to last year, apparently. Because it's simple and it's easy. And it's an easy way out of a problem. Luke Wilmoth says if he's already graduated, he wouldn't have to in the old system. You're correct. If he graduates, you can transfer. Well, not in the old, old system. I think that was a new thing too. If you were a graduate and you needed, you only have one more year left and you had already graduated, you could transfer and play immediately, but not 20 years ago. And James says he has two years left because of COVID rules. Yes, everybody has technically one year left. Um, Well, everybody that wasn't a senior last year. Like uh, T.D. Moultrie was a senior last year. He used his COVID year this year. So, Bo is gone. Bobo is gone. Bobo Bo is gone. Tank is right now not leaving. I don't know if he's playing in the bowl the reason we knew, we thought tank was leaving is because he didn't go to like the bowl meeting or whatever um so let me uh let me run through the comments there's been a bunch since the beginning and just answer questions if there's anything there. Derek Baker says any word on what they said to tank took of it to stay. I mean probably just big sales pitch. I would you know this is awful considering the guy was just wanting to leave it a drop a hat. I'm no does it sound like I'm mad at Tank? I'm not really mad at Tank. I'm mad at the system. Um, but I think they probably told him, hey, you're, you're number one on this team at any position. You're the star. You could maybe win the Heisman next year. And then they probably told him what the plan is. Is Harson going to call plays? Is Austin Davis going to come in? What's he going to do? Who's going to be the OC? We're going to have, uh, so-and-so and so-and-so after rec- after signing day. Um, I know he loves Cadillac, so Cadillac probably just, just sold him on staying at Auburn. Um, maybe he told him to stop listening to idiots on Twitter. Uh, Tank's mom posted something on Instagram or something today about fans are the ones that always start the rumors, which is true. You, Auburn fans are notorious for seeing one word, turning it into an absolute, and the world is over. Uh, so I don't know what they said exactly to, to him, to, to tank today. It just had to have been you're number one. Everything's going to be around you. Bobo's gone. I'm called to plays, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Harson think under Auburn undercover thinks harson's calling plays. I would say at least for the bowl game he is. We don't have an OC yet, so I don't know. James Camper says, if you have not already checked out the Warbloggle merchandise, I'm currently wearing one, and they're super comfortable. Wow. Yes, if you go to warbloggle.com slash store, it should take you to my store. Got a bunch of shirts in there. Actually, a bunch of designs you can create. You can put the design on anything. I use spreadshirt.com, and everything at base is a T-shirt or a long-sleeve T-shirt or a sweatshirt or a hoodie. But you can go in there, and they've got baby bibs and hats and mugs. And you, if you like a design, put it on the, put it on there, and it's very simple. Um, Sawyer Nell says he's grown. That's uh, debatable. All right. So yes, that was a recap. Auburn should have won the Iron Bowl with a backup quarterback. Oh yeah, I tweeted that last night. So when it was, came out, the bow was gone, and possibly Tank was gone. Um, I tweeted uh, that – let me pull it up. I want to pull up the exact wordage. Let's pull up the exact wordage. Hold on. I got it right here. Auburn lost to number one Alabama by two in quadruple overtime with a hurt backup quarterback and no run game. So, what does that tell me? In my typical war bloggle, I'm just trying to make you mad, but if you thought about it, it wouldn't make you mad. Tweet, uh, Auburn lost by one. No, excuse me. Auburn lost to number one Alabama by two in quadruple, quadruple overtime without Bo and without Tank doing anything. That's what I was saying. People didn't get it. Hurt backup quarterback means Bo wasn't playing and no run game because the line was not blocking. Tank ran for, I think it was 62 yards on 29 carries. That's roughly two yards a carry. No, three yards a carry. Like 29, two yards a carry. Um, And so that was me trying to make a positive out of a negative. People didn't get it. Alabama, excuse me, Alabama fans didn't get it. Got things like, oh, are they putting that up on the stadium? Uh, will the record book say W or W because Auburn lost to Alabama by one? Or by two. Uh, someone said, "Well, you live off that moral victory for a decade." They're stupid people. They're stupid, but it's so easy and it's fun. I don't know why I do it. Um, oh, I was going to talk about this. Auburn is number nine in the Forbes top twenty-five most valuable college football programs. All right, I'm on. I'm going to go. I'm going to say this as fast as possible. Here's the top twenty-five. Texas A&M and Texas are tied. All money, number one. Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, Notre Dame, Florida, and Auburn are actually tied for ninth. LSU, Tennessee, Penn State, Oregon, Florida State, South Carolina, Arkansas, USC, Washington, Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ole Miss, that's Mississippi, Clemson. So Clemson is 25, Auburn is nine, Notre Dame is eight. Every name in that list besides Notre Dame Auburn and Clemson is a state name everybody in the world knows all the states if you ask a hundred people where Auburn is 70 of them will probably tell you where it is maybe exactly Auburn is Auburn has 117 million dollars which is only 30 million less than number one uh, only three million less than Notre Dame And they are a tiny city in East Central Alabama named Auburn. There's a bunch of Auburns around the world. There's Auburn, New York, Auburn, California. Uh, There's a few more. Uh, Maybe one in every state. There's only one Texas. There's only one Michigan. There's only one Alabama. Point is, Auburn is in the top 10 in money and bringing in money in, or not in bringing in money. I mean, obviously that's part of it, but in value of their program and their name is a, is nothing to a lot of people. I mean, in the world, they don't know where that is. They may know Auburn, Alabama play each other or Auburn is in Alabama, but that makes Auburn, to me, the most overachieving program in the nation. Yes, of course, idiots turned it into, you lost the Iron ball, you were 6-6, six and six, that's not valuable or whatever. That's not the point. Auburn is at the top, the top of the big boys. In the top 10 out of 130 teams, they're at the very top, the, inside the top, And they are a tiny little college town in East Central Alabama that some people think is in Georgia. So you can attribute that to Pat Dye. You can attribute that to Shug Jordan. Gene Chizik. Because he won the national championship and immediately things changed. Gus Malzahn. He kept it going and took us to another national championship. That I mean, that. Texas and Texas A and M and Texas, yes, they should be tied at number one with one hundred and forty seven million dollars in their program because they've got all money and they've got people giving them money. Texas A and M is mediocre and Texas A- Texas is not good. Michigan is in the playoff. They've been bad the last decade. They're number three. Alabama is one has 134 million. How? Why? Been the best team in the last decade since savings there not the best in terms of value of a program, but all these teams look let us. Okay. Let's look at it. Texas M and Texas. Number one, they've never been in the playoffs. Not really up there. Michigan in the playoffs this year, Alabama playoffs every year, except for one Ohio state playoffs, Oklahoma playoffs, Georgia, in the playoffs twice, Notre Dame playoffs twice, Florida and Auburn tied for number nine. That says something that is, that is a big deal yes, winning football games is a bigger deal, or is a big deal, but in terms of, like, how our program is run, where it stands, you know, you want to complain that our facilities are down or whatever. They're building a a massive new facility football that's going to change the game. Recruiting will be affected immediately. So, that is, you know, people love to act smart by by acting like problems are deep-rooted and you didn't just lose a football game. You lost because so-and-so and so-and-so is running stuff and our program sucks and nobody has any direction and and this guy's telling everybody what to do and, and all that. Because Auburn's never just lost a football game. It's always been because of some deep-rooted problem, every single one of them. Um, I remember when a guy blamed, uh, basketball loss on Jay Jacobs and it was in a game where they made one three pointer and I asked how many Jay how many three pointers did Jay Jacobs miss? Now he brags about blocking me for that. But anyway, uh, that's a big deal that, that shows things are, are there's a good foundation. The money is there. People may argue it's being spent in the wrong places. There's people that say Alan Green doesn't care about so-and-so-and-so-and-so, and, so and he only puts the money here. He's new. He's not. He doesn't want to go around throwing money around, and he probably doesn't feel comfortable or feel like he can do that. Uh, I mean, I don't know any of the specifics on that. That's just button rumor of people that want to be negative. But if Auburn is worth $117 million, and the neck and the best program is 147. And Auburn is this this little country town, really. That's got a little bit of a downtown. I mean, look at Auburn's downtown compared to Athens or Ohio State's. I mean, it's that is absolutely the most overachieving thing possible. All right, I missed some comments here. Ness nineteen eighty three says, "Who do you think will skip the ball game? I know Roger McCreary is skipping the ball game. I'm pretty sure Zacoby McLean is skipping the ball game. Uh, that's just for don't get hurt for the draft reasons. They should both, in my opinion, be number one or round first round draft picks. Zacoby, for some reason didn't get much love in the in the awards, uh, but." He is an absolute headhunter. He was in on every play this year. Maybe that's because Peppa was not playing, and so he had to kind of take over. But to me, McClain is just as good as Roger McCre- McCreary. Those are the only two that I know. I know Smoke is playing. I know TJ's playing. I don't know if Tank's going to play, which if you decide all of a sudden you're going to play or you're going to stay next year, I would think you would want to play. I don't. I know positions like that running back, you may not want to just get beat up a little bit more for a game that doesn't matter. But if I'm a player, I'm going to the bowl. I mean, that's when you get to do fun stuff, whether you like, whether top golf is fun to you or not, or you're embarrassed about the Birmingham bowl, which who cares. Um, I, I, I would go to the bowl game. I mean, you get stuff. You don't, if you don't go, uh, Sawyer says, talk to the people about why our offensive line is in the state it's in and be sure to incorporate buzzwords like development Malzon. Malzahn. I put this on Reddit earlier. Um, I've been Redditing a little bit more. Uh, the first, like today, Malzahn was fired one year ago today. The day after we beat Mississippi State and he went in the locker room and danced like he had just been given $8 million. Uh and somebody on Reddit said, are we still happy with the firing? Or how do you how did you feel then and how do you feel now? And the first thing on there was, every problem we have right now is because of Gus. That is the laziest argument. That is just the whole, like, I'm going to justify my hatred from last year by saying something, by just telling myself I'm right. Telling myself I was right. Like... Yep. See, something wasn't good. It's just it's Gus's fault. Like, I'm a big arguer of the idea that everything is the head coach's fault. Like, I know it always goes back to the head coach. He's ultimately in charge. But if an idiot on the team decides to do something stupid, can you always go back and just say, "Well, if he the coach hadn't let him do this, well, what about his parents? What parents hadn't done that? What if his parents never had him?" It's their fault for having him. Then it's the parents' grandparents' fault for having them. Like It can't always just go up and up and up. And so people blame Malzahn for everything last year, for every single problem, when it wasn't Bo. And now, when it didn't go immediately good, when everything wasn't perfect this year because Malzahn was gone, it still had to be his fault. Yes, I'm not saying... Problems can't linger or be, you know, whatever. But Auburn has had top 10, 15 recruiting classes for a decade, and all of a sudden, Malzahn left us with nothing? Yes, the offensive line has been a problem. That could be attributed to coordinators. That could be attributed to to multiple things, transfers, whatever. But the whole Malzahn... Thanks, Malzon. I, I saw that. Thanks, Gus. Gus has been gone a year. Auburn had top twenty-five, cl- top 15 classes. Auburn had a five star quarterback, five star running back, five star DBs. Not every that's just lazy. There's no other word for it. It's lazy and it's self-fulfilling not prophecy, but retro prophecy. I don't know. it It's just it's stupid. That, that's the problem. That, is, that kind of reasoning, that kind of stuff right there is why a three-year starting quarterback leaves. Like, if he wanted to be petty and whatever, that's why. Because you have stupid people like that that say stupid things like that. Like, just watch the football games. Just do that. I promise those players... Those coaches, they're better than you, and they know more than you. I promise. Now, I don't know. Tom Landry might be on here listening. Maybe you know more than Gus Malzahn did. Maybe uh, Bill Belichick is listening. Maybe he knows more than Gus Malzahn does. Maybe. But I promise, if you just watch the games and realize you have no control and you're not better than anybody on the screen, I'm not saying you won't care as much because I feel that way. I there's I Nix is better than me at every sport I, even at my prime when I was seventeen years old. he's probably hit a baseball further than I ever have. He could throw harder than me he's faster than me played football better than me uh Gus Malzahn's probably a better athlete than I was if he played college football, which he did he obviously a better coach than me harson better coach better athlete you just look at it that way and realize you have no he's better than you and you have no power over anything that happens on that field. Watch it. Be happy when they win. Say dang it when they lose. Because that's all the control you have. So thanks Gus. Thanks all that because something bad happened. It's lazy. It's stupid. It's sad. Doug Dozier says D.D. should get snaps in the ball game. D. Davis. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I mean, I'm not against him playing. I can't say that I was 100% or I wasn't shocked that he didn't play in the Iron Bowl with with TJ limping around. But, you know, he's he's, uh, more of a Malzahn-type quarterback. And he's, I don't know. There was rumors he was going to transfer because he wasn't going to play and now that Bo's gone, maybe he thinks he's going to play. I don't know how good he is. I mean, obviously he's good but I don't know how good he would be for this system. I don't know what he looks like in practice. I trust the head coach that sees him in practice. I trust the quarterback's coach and all the coaches that see him. You know, those people that are that are around him all the time, not just the people that read message boards and and see tweets and love the backup quarterback. So, I don't know. Uh, sure. I mean, if, if Auburn's if it's fourteen to thirteen going into the fourth quarter, maybe he shouldn't play. Um, as long as TJ's not thrown four interceptions, but if Auburn's up thirty eight to ten, sure throw him in there. If Auburn's down thirty eight to ten, sure throw him in there. The problem with the Birmingham Bowl, the problem with most bowls at this juncture, if you're not in the playoff, you we have been we've taught people that if you're not in the playoff. You're, it's it's for nothing. I don't remember that sentiment when Auburn was playing Indiana in the Hall of Fame Bowl with Stan White. I don't remember that sentiment when – no, it was not the Hall of Fame Bowl. That was Ohio State. Um, when Auburn was playing Indiana in the Peach Bowl. I, don't, I just don't remember ever, like, this means nothing, players skipping it. Like, nothing ever means anything, really, if you think about it. College football doesn't mean anything just go play a game and have fun. But what was my point here? (laughs) I was talking about the Birmingham bowl, about how it means nothing. I don't remember. I think I was basically saying, um, that if it means nothing, Oh yes. Houston is coming into this. They're 11 and two. They're obviously a decent team. Now go look at the record. They didn't really beat anybody. SMU is probably their best win. Um, They didn't really destroy Navy, who was three and eight until they beat Army this week, this past weekend. Um, They beat Memphis, but, and they didn't get destroyed by Cincinnati. But anyway, they're a team that's going to be decent. They're probably going to have all their players playing, and they're getting to play the big, bad SEC. Auburn's not going to have Bo Nix, not going to have Roger McCreary, probably not going to have Zacoba McClain, probably won't have Owen Papo, may not have Tank, so you're talking about Auburn's gonna have their obviously, you know, not even arguably, their best players are not gonna be in the game. Tank, if Tank plays, their best player will be in the game. But if he doesn't, Auburn will be down at least four of their best players. And and it's in a bowl that's whatever. It's it's a new stadium and it's in Birmingham and nobody's really gonna take it seriously that well. But who wants to lose? So, you know, it's Houston's shot to come beat up the big, bad SEC. And Auburn's looking at it as, okay, this team might be decent, but it's the Birmingham Bowl, and and all of our players, all of our good players are gone. Um, obviously, it's a shot. It's a chance for backups or maybe, you know, 1B players, two uh, second-string players to play. I mean, last year, wasn't it Canyon? Elijah Canyon and Capers scored touchdowns in the Bowl, and then we never saw them this year, hardly ever uh, Canyon is transferring. Um, but it's just this, the, as, as Auburn, as the SEC in a game like this, it kind of, it's no win. You're not going to get credit for beating Houston, but if they beat you, ha ha, it's the biggest laughable thing in the world. Auburn lost to an American athletic conference team that was 11 2 and ranked in the top 20. But anyway, All right, it's late. It's well, it's not late. It's eleven, but the chat is dead. There's 21 people still listening. Um, I've talked about Bo. I've talked about Tank. I've talked about the offense coordinator. Um, I don't. I was going to talk about Bruce and the and the thing. I mean, NCAA took four years. As Charles Barkley said, if it takes you four years to do anything, you suck at your job. He said that on national TV uh, on the uh, during the Nebraska game which I was there, that arena. I've never been in there for a basketball game. That was nice. That was very nice. Um, it was a home game for Auburn, basically, and Auburn destroyed Nebraska. I was worried they were going to, you know, have problems shooting in a bigger arena or a different arena, and we had absolutely no problems with it. Made the first three we shot. Jabari is the best player in the nation. I'm not scared of a single team. Like, I'm not saying Auburn could beat every team, but I would. Ne- there is not a team this year that I'm looking at where I'm like, well, there's no way we're going to lose this one or no way we're going to win this one. I said it today. This is the best Auburn basketball team we've ever had. That is no disrespect to the Final Four team. I'm not saying this team's going to the Final Four because basketball is weird. Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Horace Spencer, and McElmore, Samir Dowdy, Javon McCormick, all those people, Javon, not Javon, Javon McCormick, all that team was awesome. Absolutely awesome. They came together. They clicked at the right time. They were veterans. They knew their part on the team. They struggled together in previous years, and it made them a Final Four team that really should go in the National Championship game. But the team we have right now is the most talented at every position. Like, Jabari Smith is top three player in the nation, and I don't even know who the other two would be. I guess the freakishly weird guy at Gonzaga and I guess the guy from Duke. Jabari is elite. Uh Green is elite three point shooter. Uh KD is Sean Shivers on a basketball court. Walker Kessler is very tall and knows how to use it. Um who am I missing? Uh Zep knows his spot knows his part. Able to drive, dish, shoot, whatever. There's somebody. Oh, Devin Cambridge. He's kind of one of those left over from, from back then. Devin has been up and down. He is either on or he's Josh Dollard and he wants to shoot every shot and take over. He knows his spot. He's the he's the alley oop guy, and he's gonna make every third three pointer. I mean, this team, they're starting to click more. There was there was like a four minute span in the second half against Nebraska where it kind of got sloppy. Oh, Cardwell. Dylan Cardwell, he knows what he's doing. He he knows his spot. Come in and get a few minutes, get some rebounds, maybe get a dunk in there, and do your spot, do your part. But this team is – it's not 100% clicked yet. But they can shoot, and that's what you need to do in basketball, shoot, and they can play defense. They play some of the hardest defense, especially the point guards or the guards. They play some of the hardest defense I've seen. And then Jabari can do anything. He can shoot. He can dunk. He can step back. He can spin. He can do whatever. And it's by far the most talented, and I don't mean just like Kentucky, like, hey, we've got five five stars out there, and we're going to figure this out. It's not that level. It It is, or it's not that type. It's, they're not, selfish. They're not stupid. They're not whatever. It, they're, they all are basketball smart. They know what they can do. They all get their, their minutes. They all get their points. I'm telling it's easily the best Auburn basketball team we've ever had. There's not one of those like stupid players that just kind of ruins it because he wants to take every shot or he's, jealous that all the other guys are scoring and he decides for five minutes he's never going to pass the ball. And that's when Auburn has even been good recently. They've always had that. They've had somebody. But again, I'm not saying they're going to the national championship. It takes a lot of stuff to do that. They may lose 10 more games. But this is the most talented team that is also putting it into action. Now have they played the greatest teams in the world. No. UConn is good, and they lost in double overtime. A double overtime loss is not I mean it's a loss. It's a loss. But to go to overtime to me means you it's not a and Chris Fowler said this about Alabama the other day. Alabama beating Auburn in overtime is not a real win. Cause you in regulation, you didn't win. So you had to go to this other little side format just to see who you're going to call the winner. It's almost like it it's literal I was about to say it's almost like a tiebreaker. It's literally a tiebreaker. Like when Auburn and Tennessee both they tied in the regular season in basketball um the year before the Final Four. And Auburn beat Tennessee in the regular season. And so obviously it meant Auburn kind of won the tiebreaker. They still called tennessee a regular season co-champion so i'm not being stupid and saying auburn was the co-champions of the iron bowl but when you really think about it in the in the football game they tied and so they had to do a dumb tiebreaker so auburn uconn they tied and they had to do the dumb the dumbest tiebreaker which is college overtime adding five minutes and taking away all flow of the game i mean it's a completely different game it's just like it's just like the third overtime in college football. It gets to the point where it's just like, all right, let's just let's just finish this. Let's just get it over with. Nobody cares about what happened in the game. Let's just say who's best on the two-point conversion play. So, wow, I said a lot of stuff in the last five minutes. A lot of stuff. I didn't see what Sawyer said earlier. He said, 2010 ruined the fun and created absurd expectations for quote-unquote those Auburn fans, and then 2013 happening so soon after took the delusion to new heights. Now we have to live in a Java world that is getting continually less intelligent year over year. Correct. You're 100% right. Alabama does not win the national championship every year, but people act like they do, and people act like Auburn is terrible because they don't. When I say people, I mean Auburn fans. Auburn had never been to a national championship game of any kind. The '57 national championship was an AP poll championship. Take it, love it, love Suge Jordan, but it was nothing like today. There was no playoff. It was a at the end of the year. Here's your championship, y'all. We decided you're the champion. Okay. Before that, that's it. That is all Auburn had ever technically won. Now, 1913, they were undefeated and destroyed everybody. They should have been called the champions. They were the champions of the South is what they called them, but they didn't call them the national champions. There's other years, 93, undefeated. On probation, I think that should have actually given them some extra credit. 2004, undefeated, stupid. BCS didn't work that year. Um, whatever. But 2010, now if you think about it. People that were born in 1998 are what, 23 now? In 2010, they were 12. So at the about the time where they got to where, you know, where they understood football a little bit, they were about 10 or 12 years old, Auburn won the national championship. And then when those people were 15, Auburn went back to the national championship. Now those kids are in college or right above college. So they, all, what they think all they've known is Auburn was a national championship team. I'm not diminishing Auburn and acting like, no, we're not a national championship program. Quit thinking it. But it, it all goes back to people thinking Alabama wins the national championship every year. They don't. They won it last year in a Mickey Mouse season that didn't matter. They might win it again this year. LSU won it before that. They weren't in it the year before that. Auburn won it 2010. they didn't win it that year. Auburn was in the BCS Championship in 2013. They didn't even go to it that year. And multiple times that they've gone other teams had to lose or they got put in there even though, you know, 2011 they'd already lost to LSU, but let's throw them in there again. They've gotten very lucky on some of their appearances in the championship game. And Auburn has gone to two in the last 11 years. Should have gone to one in 2004. In the system we have now, they would have been in the playoffs. So it it's this millennial crowd, and I'm a millennial technically, that that saw it when they were coming of age, and they think it always happened, and that it will always happen. And if it doesn't happen, then Auburn's awful, and they're tired of seeing Nick Saban win stuff. He doesn't win every year. So, again, I'm not diminishing what Auburn is or what Auburn does. I already showed you, I already told you, they're in the top 10 of most valuable programs. You say, oh, well, that doesn't equate to wins. Yes, it does. They also play in the toughest division in sports. They're the only team that pays Alabama, Georgia, and LSU every year. The only team. And Texas AM, if you want to say. Did, did anybody realize every SEC West team was ranked this year? And every SEC West team is going to a bowl this year? That's the toughest thing in sports. And, of, and Auburn is the only one of them that plays Alabama, Georgia, and LSU every year. Next year, they'll go to Alabama, to Georgia. But you think that when you watch Cincinnati go to the playoffs, that it's equal. Like, what they did was something Auburn couldn't do. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Houston. Could Auburn not do that normally if they had a healthy team? I mean, who else is in the playoffs? Uh, Michigan. They played Ohio State. They beat Ohio State. Good. Michigan's decent this year. They beat Ohio State, who got destroyed by Oregon, who ended up being not great. Uh... And who else? Purdue beat Iowa State, right? Was that was that who it was? No, they beat Michigan State. Michigan State, Ohio State killed Michigan State. Hold on, who am I missing here? No, Ohio State lost to Michigan and Oregon. That's what it was. Uh, and Michigan—that's the only tough game. I mean, Michigan State beat them. Michigan State ended up kind of—that was a fluky game. They got destroyed by Purdue. They got destroyed by Ohio State. Um, so again. Michigan basically did. Let's see what. How can we compare their season? Basically, if we if Auburn got to play the entire East, and maybe throw in some ACC, maybe throw in some Wake Wake Forest in a regular year. That's a bad example. Uh, North Carolina State, Virginia, and then throw in maybe LSU, maybe Alabama. Not Alabama or Georgia, but somewhere in there. So so Michigan. Michigan's schedule to Auburn would be non-conference, not Penn State because that's, you know, uh, North Carolina State, North Carolina, Virginia, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida in this season. My point is Michigan plays in the SEC West. They lose three games. Alabama. Probably Texas A&M on a good day. Honestly, maybe Auburn on a on a mid October day. You you have to see what Auburn is. They're a tiny little town in East Central Alabama that has built a program that is in the top 10. Yet they're playing and they're still playing with the big dogs, they're still playing in the hardest division in the SEC in the nation, and you compare that and you think it's equal to what Pac-12 teams do. You watch, like, San Jose State win 10 games or however many they won this year. Not San Jose State. Yeah, San Jose State. And at like, well, Auburn sucks because that team won 10 games but Auburn only won six. And it's very simple. It's It's right there in front of you. It's literally right there in front of you. You know that Auburn's record or that Auburn's schedule is ridiculously hard. You know that. And you know that this other team, Cincinnati, uh, Michigan, San Jose State, whoever you want to say, you know it is ridiculously easy compared to Auburn. But you see Alabama win some stuff. Not every year, but you see Alabama win some stuff. You see these other teams win some stuff on a much easier slate, and you act like Auburn just sucks. Like Auburn didn't win the hardest thing in the world, but this team won the easiest thing in the world, so that obviously means that team's better than Auburn, and Auburn's terrible. All six and sixes are not created equally. All seven and five and six and sixes and and whatever are not created equally. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. And it has to be said because you've got people that think Auburn is a national championship contender or has to be a national championship contender every year, or it's an embarrassment, or we shouldn't stand for this, or we don't have to, we don't have to, uh, be behind this. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. We don't have to... Let me scroll through Twitter. This guy just would not shut up today about it. Uh, We don't have to stand for this. We don't have to put up with this. That's what it was. We don't have to put up with this losing. Okay, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? We don't have to put up with this. Nick Saban just won another game. We don't have to put up with this. Why didn't we win? Well... They have seven hundred five stars. Auburn has a hurt quarterback. A hurt middle and you know, middle linebacker. Those are reasons that football games are lost and other games are won. Flying Kraken says easily the hardest job in the country. Absolutely. There has to be a hardest one. Like y'all realize that, right? There has to be one. There has to be a number one hardest job on the list, okay? I know everybody likes to look at the rest of the world and think everything's better. But let's look right here. Again, the toughest division in football and plays Georgia every year. Every year. Like, yes, there's a team in the West that plays Georgia rotating, so somebody, you know, LSU will play them one year and they won't play him again for eight more years. It's like Missouri or Kentucky. We hardly ever see them, ever. That's what most teams are. That's what every other team in the West is t- for Georgia. But we get them every year. And Alabama. And LSU. And Texas A&M. And Penn State. Who was good before their quarterback got hurt. So, why not us? That's it right there. That thought of why not us. Nobody's saying it can't happen. But to act like it's supposed to happen, and it's supposed to happen every year or every other year or for the majority of the time, that is where you're wrong. Because, number one, nobody does it every year. Nick Saban does not win the national championship every year. I'm going to keep saying that over and over and over and over. He does not win the national championship every year. Might feel like it, but he doesn't. He's actually got some pretty devastating losses in the past few years, a lot by the hand of Auburn and teams like Louisiana Monroe. So, again, no problem with wanting to win. No problem with, you know, expecting to be near the top, because Auburn has proven they can be there. But when they aren't, it's not always a huge failure from this deep-rooted problem. Sometimes you just lose a football game, especially if your quarterback's hurt. And your middle linebacker had not played two games a year, and your offensive line is obviously not great. Look, everything can go back to the – head coach, and everything can, you know, some of you will even take it back to Gus, and some of us, in that case, why not blame his mom for having him? But, no, you know, I keep, I don't like saying it because it makes it sound like I'm saying, don't expect Auburn to win. We're never going to be that good. We're just, we're not at that level. But, you know, we are at that level. But, again, our number our gauntlet, our slate, our, what we have to do is harder than everybody else. So don't play. Don't pretend we're the same. We are the same as them because we're not. We could be Alabama's level and still lose because we're playing harder competition all the time. Okay. We talked about both. We talked about tank. We talked about the OC. We talked about Auburn basketball. I started to talk about the probation stuff. I just don't care. I don't I don't care. It means nothing. I talked about the Auburn game against Nebraska. Okay, here's my probation talk. Steven Pearl is gonna coach against North Alabama tomorrow. This is being I'm streaming this on Monday, but uh, Auburn will win and Bruce will be back for what's the next game? Murray State? No, St. Louis. And we'll lose two scholarships over the next four years, and nobody will have a clue. As long as Auburn doesn't do anything bad between now and then, between now and twenty twenty five, we'll be fine. So there's my talk on the probation. Who cares? Um, if Alabama don't, fans don't like it, then who cares? They they wanted something to go head head. Der her Barmer Barner. All right, I think I'm on shut her down it's been an hour and 17 minutes on here Uh thanks for everybody that listened Albert has a basketball game tomorrow when most of you hear this it'll be tonight uh, again go to the warbloggle.com slash store some shirts in there it's not all stuff that just says warbloggle on it there's some kind of funny stuff in there Barnhard Barner uh, you had me at War Eagle Again, you can, it's not just shirts. You can put all those designs on anything, a mug, a hat, a baby bonnet, a baby bib, maybe even a dog shirt, um, bikini. I'm just kidding. I think, I don't know. Um, but anyway, all right, this has been, let's see, bloggle spot number 231 done war eagle.